Welcome to another episode of this podcast. My name is Jana Mileva and it is my honor and a true joy to bring to you the words of the masters and teachers of the Akashic Records. I have chosen an interesting topic for you today that moves many of you. The questions for this podcast I have received from you, the audience. So if you have a topic or a question that interests you, just email it to me and I will try to include it in one of the next episodes. Remember, we're all connected. If it is interesting for you, it is interesting for others too. And if you have a more personal question, feel free to visit my website joyridecoaching.com and book a personal session with me. And now... Let us begin with today's episode. The topic of today's episode is Karma and Reincarnation. Here is the first question that I asked to the masters and teachers of the Akashic Records. Does reincarnation exist at all? Or is it some man-made concept? Here is the answer. You know how intricate the laws of the universe are. You know how old planets, nebulas and stars are. You know what a miracle it is for a human baby to be created out of only just two invisible to your eyes cells. Life is a miracle. Life is a gift. Life is a wonder. Do you think it is worth investing so much magic into something to have it live only for a few decades? You would accept that the universe goes through all that trouble of creating planets, stars, oceans, babies... For you to just live a few decades and then disappear forever from the face of the universe? The processes that govern the universe are highly optimized and synchronized. Investing all that energy to create a human body provided a place to live, to thrive, and then letting it dissipate without a trace would be, for a lack of a better word, incredibly pointless and dumb. Yes, there is reincarnation for the soul. Just like you change your clothes daily, but you remain the same person, in a similar manner your soul can change bodies, but it remains the same. And at the same time there is a great reverence towards your physical form. It is a miracle of creation on its own. It is not just a piece of cloth, it is a masterpiece. Yes, you reincarnate. Otherwise the existence of the universe would be pointless. And you not only reincarnate, but you grow, you experience, you develop, you learn, you blossom. Just like a good parent knows his or her children need to go out into the world 
in order to grow, create and manifest their dreams, so does your creator know this. Locking the children at home is absolutely detrimental for them. If you try to save the child from the ills of the outside world, the ills of the confinement will be greater. So, you do go out there and risk getting hurt and risk getting lost and risk wandering too far away from home, dear children. But at the end of the day, it is worth it and life couldn't operate any other way. My next question is, if we talk about reincarnation, we need to talk about karma. What is karma? No, actually, if we talk about reincarnation, we don't necessarily need to talk about karma. Karma is a separate phenomenon. You can very well reincarnate again and again without getting entangled into the karmic strings. Karma is just another word for unfinished business. If you owe someone something, you might want to pay it back. If someone hurt you, you might want to hurt them back. Or if someone did something good for you, you might want to return the favor. But this desire to bring the universe back to equilibrium comes rather from the lack of understanding who runs the show and from a feeling of a grand ego. Karma is a concept for lost souls with big egos. <laughs> Why big egos? Because only a big ego can convince you God's job is your job. It is not for you to decide who is guilty and who is innocent. This is God's job. And it is even less for you to act upon that judgment. And why do we say karma is a concept for lost souls? Souls who have wandered too far away from home and have forgotten the sweet feeling of their connection to God think it is their responsibility to keep the balance in the universe. But it is not. Such lost souls, also because they have forgotten the sound of God's voice, may trust the voice of another, who can instill in them blame, shame or obligation. The cure is, however, still the same, reconnecting with the divine, restoring your connection to the Creator, letting go and letting God. Most of you on earth are such souls, and we hope to try to remind you of who you truly are. Okay, but what about karmic debts we have? You have nothing. No debt. No sin. No unavoidable, unforgivable karma. Karma is self-inflicted. It is when your soul feels guilty or bad for a certain action and decides to right the wrong. It is redemption. 
but you have agreed to it. So, at your next life review, think twice if you really want to play the game of karma or you'd rather let go and let God. And regarding your current life, karma is actually very easy to resolve. Just forgive, forget and love. It is your unwillingness to forgive, to love and to forget the past that keeps you actually a prisoner of it. There is no unforgivable deed. Everything can and is forgiven. You are loved unconditionally, remember? And others too are loved unconditionally. But there are laws in the universe that you cannot escape and the biggest one of them is the law of love. The more love you let into your heart, the more you will vibrate in resonance with the universal love and the more your life will transform. The less you do it, the darker your experiences will be. And it is no punishment. It is simple laws of universal physics. If you are short, you cannot reach or even see the things which are higher than you. This is the ingrained protection mechanism of the universe. You have access to everything as long as you vibrate on a high enough frequency of love and light. When we are on the other side, do we remember all of the lives we've lived, our past incarnations? Why would you want to remember everything? Do you even now remember everything that has happened to you in this lifetime? After you die, and by the way, you don't have to go through the death process to discontinue a current incarnation. But let's say you die. After you die, you do remember vividly your last life. What you also remember is your soul plan for that incarnation, which, by the way, you can also now remember while you're still alive. From this perspective, you can do a review, an analysis of your life and decide what you want to do in the next one and when you want your next life to be and also where. Very few souls incarnate immediately. Some do jump right back into another earth life, while others take a very long time to recover and heal before they're ready to jump into the game again. These are, for example, people who commit suicide or who are killed in a very brutal way. The majority of the souls, however, do take some time to sort through their experiences make some new contracts for the next incarnation, get some advice from their guides, and do some extra studying to prepare themselves for the next adventure. And then they enter a human body, eager to experience life on planet Earth again. And as in all games, you can prepare as good as possible in advance, but when the game starts, 
nothing is fixed or certain. But one thing we can tell you, if you follow your soul's calling closely, your life will be one of joy, lightness and deep satisfaction. Most of you who are currently on earth have been here many, many times before. Some of you, however, are a first-time visitor. Earth is a place where you can feel, learn and experience so much. In one human lifetime you can collect so many gems as you will need many lifetimes on a different planet or in a different dimension. That is why many souls like incarnating on Earth again and again. You are some of the most adventurous souls in the universe. But you don't have to return to Earth after this lifetime. And you don't need to pay back your earthly karma. Remember, you are free to choose. Consider another planet, another dimension. And even, why not, another universe. You asked if you remember all of your past lives after you die. It is not really remembering. Your soul is part of your higher self soul. Your higher self is multidimensional and is living multiple lifetimes in parallel. Everything you learn, your higher self learns and respectively all of the other aspects of you who exist parallel to you. When we say we are one, we do mean it. The experience and lessons of one are the experiences and lessons of another. And everything is recorded into the Akashic Records. So if you need some information, it can be pulled from the Akashic Records. We know these things can sound quite complicated. We don't want to confuse you. But it actually doesn't matter for you how things are organized. What you as a human being want, and what you came to earth to do, is to be happy and to feel fulfilled. And the path you need to follow to achieve this is very simple. Forgive yourself, others and God. Love yourself, others and God. And follow the pool. You know what we talk about. You have felt the pull, the pull towards a particular direction, a particular topic, a particular person. Take the decisions in your life based on this pull, not based on your logic or your emotions. The pull is your intuition, your higher self, God speaking to you and telling you what your next step should be. Everything and everyone in the universe strives towards happiness and fulfillment. So trust that you, your higher self, and yes, even God, have the same goal. So trust the guidance and worry not. When you stop fighting the pull, life becomes very easy. 
Okay, but is there such a thing like fate? Yes, but what is fate for you? If it is something predestined, yes, everything is predestined. You came out of source, you're traveling through source, and eventually everything will go back to source. Life is anything but random. Everything that exists is God, the source, the all that is. And God is intelligent, mildly put. Realistically said, God is the smartest being in existence. And as anything that exists is God, God's genius permeates everything in the universe. You just don't understand the full spectrum of intelligence. Just like you don't see the full spectrum of light and colors. So yes, nothing is random in the universe. And everything follows a plan. A fate, if you wish to call it that way. But your confusion here comes from the fact that you call fate many of your failures, the things that make you suffer. That's not fate. That's a result of your own personal choices. Another word for fate is God's will. And God's will is your will. And your will is God's will. For you're one and the same thing. It is not possible for the hand to wish for sickness, but the foot to wish for health. They all wish for their highest good, which is health, which benefits them all. The universe strives towards the highest good for all. You have the power to block this flow, and like a small island rock in the ocean, to fight the big waves and tides. It is exhausting. It is futile and it doesn't make you happy. So yes, there is fate, but this fate is God's wish and it is your wish too. Remember, the universe, like one whole organism, strives for the highest goods of all its organs and parts. Health is the most natural state. Illness is what's unnatural. You've been made to confuse the natural with the unnatural. Why do you get surprised when someone tells you they haven't been sick even once for the past 10 years? You shouldn't. There is nothing more normal than that. But instead, you consider getting sick from time to time, and especially with age, a norm. That's not a norm. That's not normal. That's the most abnormal thing possible. You know that nature always strives for balance. It tries to correct the imbalances and to return to its normal state of balance. It is the same with the human body. It strives for health. Everything it does is always trying to fix, repair, restore and return to perfect health. That's its natural state. That's its fate. And you humans need to put a lot of effort to push this system out of balance. And because you are magnificent, powerful creatures, 
you often succeed to do it. But this is not natural. This is not fate. Are you supposed to meet a certain person in life? Yes, because it is good for you. Are you supposed to lose a certain person? Yes, because it also serves you, even if you don't realize how exactly. Fate is another word for the fulfillment of your own wishes and the wishes of your soul, higher self and God. So don't curse your fate. Accept it. Don't fight it, but make the best out of it. For whatever is happening to you is for a reason, and this reason is serving your highest good. Maybe you met the love of your life. Great. You have amazing tantric sexual awakenings. Or maybe you lost your job. Well, great. You will grow, get stronger, learn and expand and start believing in yourself more. Maybe you got sick. Great. You can learn how to heal yourself and later help others too. Remember, there is always a higher purpose to fate. It is the highest good of all and it is your responsibility to recognize it as such and to make the most out of it. And if you don't, nobody will be angry with you. Remember, there is no great judgment council. You are your worst critique. But then your life will not be the most pleasurable and fulfilled one. The boat that floats the waves reaches new horizons and worlds. The boat that fights the waves and refuses to float crashes in the shores. There is no judgment in that. It's just physics. Another question. If we have lived millions of lifetimes already before becoming human, let's say we were grains of sand, stones, plants, animals, why are we not protective of the environment, but rather destroy it? Are you destroying the entire environment? Is your neighbor doing it? Do you really think the planet Earth is that helpless? Do not allow the guilty ones to transfer you their guilt. You are powerful beings, but as humans you have a specific role in society that has its powers and limitations. As consumers, you are making the choices from the options provided to you. But the provided choices are prepared for you by others. You don't need to carry the guilt for the actions of others. Humanity has available clean energy, plastic-like materials that are biodegradable, more than enough food to feed ten times the population on Earth. But as citizens, you are given other choices, and you do try to make the best of it. Give yourself some credit. Besides, remember that each one of you has a different mission and a different soul plan for this incarnation. If you are passionate about environment, this is your mission. 
But it is not everybody's. Don't judge people who don't care about the environment. It is simply not their job to do it. Everyone has been given the strings to pull that fit best their abilities and goals. Are teachers furious because not everyone can teach? No, they know that teaching is their job. So why are you furious then that others don't care as much for the environment as you do? It is not their job to care. If you care, it is your job to do something for the best of all. You ask how you can be so cruel to the plants and the animals when you've been a plant or an animal before. Well, we ask you, how can you be so cruel to humans when you have been a human before, when you are a human now? It is not the quantity of lifetimes that matter, but the quality. So don't judge. Don't judge yourself and don't judge others. Just do the best you can. And if you do, this will be more than enough. And remember, together you're strong. But also even a single person can make a huge change. Think about your Nelson Mandela Mother Teresa or Jesus. It is not the quantity, it is the quality and the purity. Be the purest version of yourself and you will be able to change the world if this is something your soul pulls you to do. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for being here and now. Thank you for spreading the light. It was an honor and a joy and a blessing for me to spend this time with you. And I'm looking forward to meeting you again in another episode of this podcast.